Welcome, I am Bree. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, the founder of Femme Fusion Fitness, and the author of Lady Bits, Understand Your Body, Elevate Your Health, and Reclaim Your Spark Naturally. My mission is to build community and awareness around women's wellness and pelvic health. I invite you to listen, laugh, learn about, and love all of the bits that make you whole. Let's go to the show. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode. We, this time, are going to be reading chapters three and four of my book, Lady Bits, and it's going to be a little weird to read them to you in podcast form because they're kind of about how to use the book, but it's also introducing some really important concepts, so I hope you'll have a listen. But before we get to that, I want to share a letter of the week. And please know that I just, I love hearing from y'all. I really love it when you reach out to me by way of direct message. Instagram is an awesome place to connect. And I do read everything that I get, even if I, I don't respond right away, which I usually do, to be honest. But even if I don't, I am reading and loving and getting all the feels from all the positive and sweet and kind messages that I do receive. So this one I wanted to share with you. Okay, this is from Pinky and the Babe, and she says, Hi, I'm sure you get this all the time, but I wanted to say thank you. I've got a mild cystocele from a relatively non-complicated vaginal birth back in July. I think it's from a number of contributing factors and was made worse by some tight stitches and a tight pelvic floor. Anyway, thank you for making me realize in those early days that it wasn't the end of life as I knew it. I'm a lifter and was devastated, but six months later, I mightn't I might not be symptom-free, but I'm feeling a million times better, and I'm finally going back to the gym again, slow and steady, and with a bucket load of knowledge. I did some of your relaxing exercises in the early days and watched a lot of your videos, and sadly it's taken me six months to say thanks, so apologies for that. I'm planning on having another baby, something I thought wouldn't be possible a few months ago. While I'm scared, I'm hoping I can get my pelvic floor strong enough in the next year to stand pregnancy and recover again. I love that message. It just makes me so happy because it really shows how she did the work to learn about her body and educate herself using some of my videos. And uh, I'm not sure if she has my book, but either way, she used several of my videos. And I was just actually going through my videos on YouTube and kind of reorganizing some of my playlists. And I thought, gosh, you know, (laughs) there's so much information on there. And I know not everybody is as strange as I am. I tend to get interested in a subject or um, a person that I want to follow because I like the information they're sharing. And I really do binge watch or binge listen to the content that they have. Now, again, I realize not everyone is like this, but if you happen to be someone who would like to binge watch a little bit of my content, I recommend going to my YouTube channel and checking out my playlists. Uh, they're a constant work in progress. I'm always editing them and tweaking them a little bit and, you know, doing my best to keep them updated. But if you want to find them all, all in one place, go to bit.ly slash playlists, and that's fem with the capital F and playlists with a capital P and also an S at the end. So fem playlists, like plural. 
So check that out. And that's where all of my playlists are organized. So it's easy to kind of find what you might be looking for. And some of the playlists are purely educational. So if you really just want to get some informational stuff, you can listen to my expert interviews and that kind of thing. When you're there, please do subscribe to my YouTube channel if you like video as well as audio. If you're listening to this podcast, obviously, I know that you like audio and I I know you like listening. If you like video as well, then subscribe to my uh, my YouTube channel as well. So again, that's youtube.com slash femfusionfitness. Or if you want all of my playlists all in one place, go to bit.ly slash femplaylists with a capital F and a capital P. I'll also have this information in the show notes. So let's go ahead and get right to my book. I'm going to open her up here. So we're talking about inner core wellness. This is called Chapter 3, The Value of Inner Core Wellness. This is from my book, Lady Bits, which I wrote in 2015. And I'm kind of reading to you right now and also revising just a little bit as I go. This is my fun and uh, maybe lazy way to write a second edition of my book. I'm reading it to you. And heck, you get it for free, right? Isn't that amazing? All right, here we go. Many women are uncomfortable talking about the inner core, which includes the pelvic floor, as well as the inevitable use of the word vagina. I have heard women call their vaginas any and all of the following, vajayjay, nether regions, hoo-ha, lady parts, girly bits, undercarriage, and simply down there. Many women who do not have issues related to their pelvic floor muscles look at me with blank expressions when I describe what I do for a living and when I explain the importance of preventive pelvic floor health and wellness. They do not understand the implications of inner core weakness or the problems that can arise when the pelvic floor is not properly protected throughout life. And little insert here is they probably also don't understand how common these pelvic floor issues are. Uh, You don't really realize how much of a problem these issues can be and how much they can impact your life until they happen to you. And unfortunately, the statistics are pretty, uh, they're pretty shocking. You know, one in three women tend to deal with bladder leakage and urinary incontinence issues. And up to 50% of women who've had babies have some type of degree of pelvic organ prolapse. So it's a really, really big deal. And people unfortunately don't really grasp what a big deal it is until they have the problems themselves. Okay, moving on with the book. Uh, I cringe when this happens because I know that as time marches on, most of these women will come to understand the implications firsthand. My journey has been buoyed by talking with hundreds of females inside and outside of the clinic, the clinical, physical therapy, and fitness settings. I have heard countless women say, I had no idea there was treatment for this kind of problem, referring to incontinence, prolapse, pain with intercourse, low libido, etc. And also, my friends have the same problems. I'll have to tell them that there's help. After receiving this type of feedback time and again, I realized how common these issues are and how many women could benefit from some basic knowledge about inner core health, as well as their amazing bodies in general. I became inspired to write this book with the goal of creating a holistic lifestyle and fitness program that addresses women's needs when it comes to radiance of the mind, body, and spirit. Most importantly, I wanted the information to be fun, accessible, easy to learn, and comfortable. In short, I wanted to take the ick factor out of discussing the pelvic floor, continence, sexual health, and other lady bits. All right, so the next little part of the book is 
kind of as if you're talking to me. So imagine you're asking me a question. I'm confused. Why are these inside inner core muscles so important? Here's the answer. When the inner core is strong and working well, pelvic organs are held in place. You don't leak when you sneeze. Intercourse is stimulating and pain-free. Your back does not hurt and balance is not a concern. When the inner core is overly clenched or extremely weak and lax, particularly the pelvic floor, for example, after childbirth or pelvic trauma or with deconditioning or with deconditioning that results from a sedentary lifestyle, the following problems can occur. Back and or pelvic pain, difficulty with arousal and or vaginal lubrication, bladder, uterine, or rectal prolapse, incontinence, instability of the trunk and pelvis, contributing to balance problems and ultimately increasing your risk of falls and fractures. As a woman, you will likely encounter at least one of these issues at some point. Thus, strengthening and maintaining the muscles of the inner core is vitally important to your body and to your life as a whole. And I'm going to insert something here. If it wasn't clear, and I think maybe if I were rewriting my book right now, I would actually tweak that just a little bit because I feel that it might imply that strength is all we're going for when it comes to pelvic floor health and core health. Uh, the, the key really is not that we're just going for strength. We're going for my favorite word, which is supple. We're going for suppleness. We're going for strength and flexibility, the ability to contract and release, the ability to be almost like a trampoline, how it has some give to it. And specifically, I'm thinking about the, tra- the pelvic floor here. So think about how a trampoline, you jump on it and you can sink down into it, but then it rebounds back up. That's a beautiful, beautiful illustration for what we want when it comes to our pelvic floor health and fitness. We don't want to be only focused on the tightening and the squeezing and the lifting. We also want to counter that with just as much with the relaxation and the release. It's all about balance. And so I just want to make it really, really clear that we want to work on both of those aspects. And also, not everyone has just weakness. Uh, A lot of times we think if somebody has prolapse or bladder leakage, oh, they must be really weak. Their, Their muscles must be lax. They must be loose. They must be weak. Well, they probably are weak, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the muscles are lax and loose or overstretched and kind of like long. It could also be, that that could be it, but it could also be that they're overly tight, overly tense. And in order to be really, really, you know, successfully strong and, and working, you actually, for true strength to happen, you actually have to be able to not be tensed and clenched and tight all the time. And so often I find that women are really having issues with tightness and they really need to learn how to relax before they can successfully strengthen and learn how to contract. So just keep that in mind. And if it wasn't clear from what I read, hopefully it's clear now. Hey, just a quick little check-in to let you know about an amazing foundational core strengthening program that I recommend to everybody. It's called Mutu System. It stands for mummy tummy, but you don't have to be a mom to benefit from this program. And it's not just for recently postpartum moms either. You can be six weeks postpartum, or you can be 16 years postpartum or 26 years postpartum. Or again, maybe you've never had a baby before. It really doesn't matter. Basically what it's working on is strengthening the pelvic floor, the abs, 
nods the back, everything that I talk about, but it's done in a really organized stepwise progression. And it's gonna make any workout that you do now or in the future, even that much more safe and effective because you have that foundational core strength built up. It's really well laid out. It's high, high quality. And again, I recommend it to everyone. It might seem strange for me as a core fitness professional who has my own workouts to recommend someone else's workout. But like I said, it's just an awesome starting place for really anybody. And you can check it out yourself at mutusystem.com using my discount code FEMTRIBE at checkout. And that is F-E-M-T-R-I-B-E. So go to mutusystem.com and use code FEMTRIBE at checkout, or you can use my bit.ly link, which is bit.ly slash femmutu. That's bit.ly slash F-E-M-M-U-T-U and enter code FEMTRIBE at checkout for 15% off. It's a really awesome system and I hope you like it as much as I do. Okay, so going back to the book, next section is titled The Importance of Self-Care. You, yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserve your love and affection. And that is a quote that's attributed to Buddha. I don't know if Buddha actually said this, but regardless, it's a fabulous quote. As stated in chapter two, I truly believe, and by the way, if you have are listening to this right now and you have not listened to chapter two, which is my story, you might want to go back and listen to that one. It's, it's a good one. So you can go back to earlier episodes to catch the intro and chapter one and chapter two. So back to the book, as stated in chapter two, I truly believe that strong, happy women are the backbone of a strong, happy society. By doing yourself a favor and taking care of yourself, you're actually doing the world a favor. For the helpful, compassionate, caring, and service-minded woman that I know you are, this should help justify the need to take some extra time and effort on behalf of yourself. Like flight attendants tell you when flying, put on your oxygen mask first before assisting others. You must serve yourself so that you can best show up for everyone else. If you don't, all you're going to show or give is resentment. You may not realize how many people you influence. Make sure that your sometimes unintended influence is positive. Eat clean, move every day, get plenty of sleep, take time for yourself, and foster healthy relationships. You'll be happier, those around you will be happier and better cared for, and ultimately, this is how you can make the world a better place. Self-care is quite a journey and one that many women forget to take due to the pressures of daily life, family, work, etc. I'm thrilled to see that you're interested in listening to your body, respecting your needs, and treating yourself well because you are your own best friend. No one can take care of yourself better than you can. I began my own personal development journey many years ago and ultimately learned that it wasn't about getting somewhere or getting better so that I could do or become a certain thing or look a certain way. It was not a stepwise process with a specific end point. Rather, it was a path of inner work with the ultimate goals of being self-acceptance, self-love, and seeing and valuing my own worth. Without that, I could not achieve anything else. Loving myself and learning how to properly care for myself was actually the secret that allowed everything else to fall into place. Please take this seriously. It will work for you too. So moving on to chapter four, which is kind of an odd one to read because it's about how to use this book. 
So basically, I'm you know getting getting down to business here and telling people about how to use this the book actively. Uh, I am encouraging folks to read it, to take notes, to take pauses throughout, and with a podcast format like we're doing now, you automatically take pauses because I'm only recording one episode at a time, one chapter at a time. Uh, but what I want to just kind of go through is basically what's to come as I continue to read this book on the podcast. So the first thing we're going to do is build a strong base of knowledge about your body, anatomy, physiology, and changes that may take place throughout your life. And then as we progress throughout the book, you're going to build upon that strong foundation, learning how to properly care for yourself. This is kind of like a toolbox for better health, including fitness, nutrition, self-care, and self-love techniques, as well as specific action items such as my fun and effective inner core energizer routine. So little side note from me uh, here, actually this whole chapter is really a side note. I'm not really reading it to you. I'm just kind of talking. Uh, You might want to actually grab a physical copy of my book. And this isn't just a plug for you to go buy my book. I mean, I guess it is. But uh, if if you like to see pictures, I don't have a lot of pictures, but I do have some kind of important pictures when it comes to the exercise routine. And I I think it's really nice to have actual visual aids. And so if you want to check out the book, I love to just have a book and hold it in my hands. Just go to Amazon and look for Lady Bits, uh, Understand Your Body, Elevate Your Health, and Reclaim Your Spark Naturally by Brianne Grogan. Okay, so the next thing that I say in this chapter is that after we kind of uh, learn the foundational principles of our anatomy and physiology, and then we get that toolbox for better health, then you apply everything you've learned to my three-step system for sizzling sex. And then there's a 14-day action guide at the end. So uh, again, that's where having the book in your hand might actually be better than me reading it out loud to you, because I'm not sure if it makes sense for me to really read the action guide in the podcast format. So check that out if you're interested. Okay, let's move on to the glossary that I share in this chapter, and then we'll close up for the day. So the following is a list of definitions for terms you'll see regularly throughout the book. Mark this section. You may need to return to it for reference. The abductor muscles and abduction. Abduction, so that's A-B-D, abduction, abduction, refers to movement of a body part away from the midline of the body. In the context of this book, I primarily refer to hip abductors, known as your outer hip and thigh muscles. Adductor muscles, so A-D-D, ad, adduction refers to movement of a body part toward the midline of the body. In the context of this book, I primarily refer to hip adductors, also known as your inner thigh muscles. Biofeedback. Biofeedback typically refers to electronic monitoring of certain bodily functions, for example, heart rate or muscular control, in order to train patients to acquire voluntary control of that function. In the context of this book, I primarily use the term biofeedback to describe self-monitoring by way of sight or physical touch to help you improve voluntary control of your pelvic floor muscles little side note here, if you're interested in, I've had a lot of people ask me about biofeedback devices for their pelvic floor, and you can use these with your pelvic floor physical therapist, or you can even purchase them for yourself. Uh, One example of a biofeedback device that you can insert vaginally and 
really get a good clear picture of what your pelvic floor is doing is called LV. That's a good one to look into. And if you are interested in checking out my website, I do have a great trusted resources section. Just go to femfusionfitness.com slash trusted resources. You know, that might be trusted dash resources now that I'm thinking about it. I'll put it in the show notes. Okay, next Glossary word is breathing diaphragm or just diaphragm. This is the dome-shaped muscle that separates the thoracic cavity, which contains the lungs, from the abdominal cavity. The diaphragm moves downward as you inhale, and that's as you breathe in, and it moves upward as you exhale or breathe out. So again, it's kind of weird. It moves, think of it like an umbrella that sits in your, right under your lungs. And as you breathe in, that umbrella actually, like the top of the umbrella actually moves down. Another fun way to think of this is almost like a jellyfish or like you're uh, moving the syringe of a, or the, the stopper thing of a syringe downward as you breathe in. So again, the top of the diaphragm actually moves downward just a bit. It's not a big movement, but it moves downward and it kind of flattens out a little bit as you inhale. And then as you exhale, it actually goes back upward back into that umbrella shape. Really, really fascinating subject is the diaphragm, and I I just love learning about the diaphragm. It's an amazing muscle. All right, the core, as we refer to it in this book, the core is a general term that refers to the deep deep and superficial muscles that stabilize, align, and move the trunk of the body, also known as the powerhouse of the body. And really, mostly, they're the stabilizers. So just think of it as those deep, deep, deep stabilizing muscles that are kind of like your corset. All right, the extensor muscles and extension. Extension is the movement by which the ends of any jointed part are drawn away from each other or straightened out. Extension allows the angle between the jointed bones to increase. Again, just think about straightening out. In the context of this book, I primarily refer to hip extensors, also known as your glute or butt muscles. I also refer to trunk extensors, indicating your back muscles. The flexors are in flexion. Flexion is a bending movement that decreases the angle between the bones at a joint. In the context of this book, I primarily refer to hip flexors, such as your iliopsoas muscles. I also refer to trunk flexors, indicating certain abdominal muscles. So you can think of like sit-ups and that kind of thing. Those are, you're using your abdominal muscles to flex at the spine. All right, hormones are chemical messengers that circulate throughout your body and produce a specific effect, usually at a point remote from its origin. For example, the adrenal glands, which sit just above your kidneys, send out stress hormones, such as cortisol, that act on your brain, heart, metabolism, immune system, and more. The inner core, next word we're defining, the inner core is the deep muscles of the core and the focus of this book. The inner core muscles that I'm referring to include the pelvic floor, the deep abdominals, the transversus abdominis, and the internal and, extra, internal and external obliques, the deep back muscles, the erector spinae and the multifidus, and the breathing diaphragm. Intra-abdominal pressure is the next word, and again, that's intra-abdominal pressure. This is a term referring to the degree of pressure within the abdominal cavity. The abdominal cavity is bounded by the diaphragm above and the pelvic cavity below. So intra-abdominal pressure is a big deal because what happens, this is a side note right here, because what happens is when the intra-abdominal pressure increases, 
there's a lot of downward pressure on the pelvic organs. And that downward pressure, if it happens again and again over time, can contribute to that pelvic organ prolapse and that feeling of falling or heaviness um, heaviness in your pelvis or falling of the pelvic organs. So definitely something to think about is that intra-abdominal pressure. Kegels is the next word. This is the term used to describe pelvic floor muscle exercises. The exercise was named after Dr. Arnold Kegel, who was an MD, and he was alive in 1894 through 1981. And I always do think it's rather amusing that Kegel, the, the, the word for pelvic floor exercises, which of course men have a pelvic floor too, and of course men can do Kegel exercises, but you typically think of Kegels as an exercise for women and for females, and uh, I think it's funny that it's named after a man. It's just kind of, just kind of ironic, I guess. Okay, neutral spine. This is the position in which the spine and pelvis are kept in an ideal alignment, maintaining the natural curves of the spine. So when you're doing your exercises with me, I really, I often want you to be in a neutral spine position. So that's where you're not overly arched at your low back and you're also not, you know, butt tucked under and your low back is super, super duper flat. You want to be in that neutral, beautiful spinal curvature that's actually natural. We all have a curved spine. It curves in different places and we want to keep that natural curve, but we don't want to overdo the curve. It's a very fine balance. And I talk about that a lot in this book. Uh, pelvic brace. This is the art of contracting the pelvic floor muscles prior to an increase in intra-abdominal pressure. You can think of a pelvic brace as sealing off the, opening in the, the openings in the pelvic floor. So an example of this would be like when you squeeze your pelvic floor muscles or you lift your pelvic floor muscles or you lift your anus. Uh, that feeling if, of engaging the pelvic floor before you cough that would be considered a pelvic brace. Pelvic floor. This is the group of muscles at the base of the pelvis that support the pelvic organs and help close off the urethra to stop the flow of urine. You may have heard these muscles be called PC muscles, named for the pubococcygeus, which is one of the muscles that make up the pelvic floor, kegel muscles, or even love muscles. Next word is prolapse. Prolapse is a condition in which one or more of the pelvic organs, the uterus, bladder, or rectum, shift out of their normal position and press downward into the vaginal wall. The intestines can also prolapse as well as the vaginal vault, which is the top of the vagina in women who have had a hysterectomy, which is surgical removal of the uterus. And then the last word I define is urinary incontinence. This is unintentional leakage of urine, even a small amount. Urinary incontinence can be further divided into subcategories of urge incontinence. This is leaking when you have a strong urge to urinate. Stress incontinence, which is leakage during a physical activity or when involuntary pressure is put on the pelvic, put on the bladder, such as during a cough, sneeze, lift, or laugh or mixed incontinence, and this is a combination of urge and stress incontinence. So again, the urge incontinence is like, oh my gosh, I've got to rush, you know, run to the bathroom and I don't think I'm going to make it in time, and you leak. The stress incontinence is more when you are exercising or jumping or running or lifting something or coughing or sneezing, and because of that you know, physical pressure, you have a leak. Okay, that's it. If you're still with me, Kudos to you. I have a feeling that most people are not listening anymore because that was maybe a little bit boring to read that out loud. But either way, if you are here, I'm very, very proud of you. And I hope you learned a little something. We're going to be moving on in the next 
show where I read from my book to part two where we're really focusing on understanding your body. So I'm excited for part two that's going to come next week. But remember that I'm also interspersing little shows in the meantime where I might have the occasional interview and I sometimes just want to talk about things that are happening in my own life. So stay tuned. There's good stuff coming no matter what, whether it's my book more chapters or it's the interviews or it's just some fun little side notes from me. I would love to hear what you're liking about the show. I'd love to hear what you have as far as your own questions. And if you would like to leave me a message, please know that you can go to anchor.fm slash Talks and you can leave me a one minute message, a voice message. And I'm really hoping to collect some of these. I haven't received any yet, and I'm hoping to receive some soon so that I can do a Q&A show in the future where I answer your pelvic health questions. So you don't have to leave your name. You can just say your question, and then I will play it and answer it on air once I get a couple of questions collected. So with all that being said, if you're still listening, I am going to read the review of the week, which I am so grateful for this one. It made me so, so happy to read. And anytime I get a review from you guys, I just literally do a little happy dance. So take a listen to this one. This is from Never Stop Learning! Exclamation point. I love that, that name. So she says, Dr. Bree well, I think she, she or he, says, Dr. Bree is totally my style. I love her vulnerability. I love her heart. I love her passion for helping others. I love that she empowers others to always keep learning bit by bit and not let the overwhelm of it all stop you from making changes for yourself and those you love. Listen and learn with Dr. Bree and you will see amazing changes happen as you work to become your best self. So thank you so much, Never Stop Learning, for writing that in. I really appreciate those words and I really appreciate the idea of never stopping learning because that's really my theory. That is what I have done my entire life is I've just dug into learning and, and experiencing these different things that we can do for our health. Uh, I'm always evolving. I talked about that last week in the show and I know you are too. So thanks again for listening. I hope you're learning a little bit from this. Leave me a message on anchor.fm slash Talks. And check the show notes for all the details you might need to know. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. And if this podcast was helpful for you today, please share it with a friend. Tell them you know, what you learned and how it's going to be helpful and amazing for them to talk about this stuff. Don't forget to subscribe and also check the show notes for all the links you need, including how to follow me on Instagram and YouTube. And until next time, remember, you don't have to be an expert, but every woman should know a bit. We'll see you next time.